What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. What if kittens played the clock and spilled? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we've got two write-in questions, one from an email and one from a review. I'll start with Rose, whose message was entitled hashtag love podcast, followed by every emoji plus a unicorn and an owl. Rose's what if question is what if kids love chores? And that's with four O's. So she means it. Oh, wow. I love chores. Really, Zizi? Well, sometimes. If there's a good song on, or when I get to be in a nice clean room afterwards. Oh, Zizi, what are you doing here? Anyway, I, I, you're not even in this story. I came to give a shout out to Layla and her little baby sister, who might be born any moment now. Well, if not already, depends on when she's listening. You're right, Mr. Eric. Hey, Wowzer, I, I do have one more question to get to. But I wanted to thank Vaughn first. Okay. Wowzer. Wowzer Vaughn, I'm glad you're such a fan of the show and of me. Okay, now I really want to get to Maya's question. Oh, but I do have a quick shout out to give to Grant. Okay, Fred. Thank you, Grant. Man, all of you are so impatient today. Well, Lila has patiently waited for her shout out. You're right, Petey. Lila, thank you for waiting. And thanks for believing in the show. And thank you too, Gwant. And thanks to you, Layla. And Devon. All right, I'm going to read Maya's question and remind you of Rose's and then go right into the story. Maya likes Abacus and JF Cat. And her question is, what if Alabaster Zero went back in time and saw himself stealing something and arrested himself? And let's also find out. What if kids loved chores? Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. 
The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Alabaster Zero considered himself to be a good boy. Everyone told him he was a good boy, sometimes for no reason at all. Well, he didn't really know what a good boy was, but he assumed it was him. Hey dad, can you lend me five bucks for being a good boy? His dad, Dr. Zero, was bent over his lab coat as he ironed it. A good boy does his chores before he gets his allowance, Alabaster said Dr. Zero, pushing his glasses up his long nose to settle at the bridge. Okay, Daddy, I'll do all my chores, and then some, said the young alabaster, sprinting off to the chalkboard where the daily chores were written. The first chore read, Do the dishes. <laughs> what am I supposed to do to them, though? He walked to the sink. Hey, dishes, what do I do to you? You set us free, bub. I'm sick of people putting hot food on me all the time. Okay, easy. Alabaster opened the window and flung the dishes out of there like frisbees. Ow, my face. You don't have a face, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. The second chore read, Change the litter. (laughs) He walked over to their cat's litter box. It was a little stinky. No wonder Kitty wants a change. Young Alabaster picked up the litter box, spilling sand and other stuff every which way, and dumping what was left of the litter right out the window. I know what Kitty would like better, Daddy's old jacket. Alabaster ran to his dad's room and pulled a dusty old box out from under the bed. Inside was a shiny badge and an old leather jacket. Well, this is a lot nicer than that stinky sand, said Alabaster shoving the old leather jacket into the litter box. All right, next chore. And the last chore read, Have a moment of quiet self-reflection? Daddy, I don't understand the last chore. You gotta reflect upon your life for a minute and see how you feel. Uh, okay. And Alabaster ran to the bathroom mirror. Hey, Alabaster, how do you feel? I don't know, why are you asking me? Said his reflection. Because I'm trying to have a moment of quiet self-reflection. Well, then should you really be talking? I don't know, I've never done this before. Just tell me how you're feeling. I'm feeling a little stressed out by your tone. Uh, I'm feeling like this chore is kind of a bust. And I'm feeling like you're not giving it a chance. Okay, okay, nice work. What? An alabaster zoomed to the kitchen, just as Dr. Zero was grabbing his lunch and keys. 
I did it. I did all of my chores. Oh, I don't know, Alabaster. Have you done your secret mission? A secret chore? I didn't see a secret chore. Well, of course not. Then it wouldn't be a secret. <laughs> your secret mission is to do something nice without being asked. But didn't you just ask me to do something nice? Well, you don't have to do a nice thing for me. You can do it for anybody. And really, the point is to think of something that might be nice for that person. Because sometimes people, they don't even know what they want. That's an awfully philosophical chore for a grade schooler. <laughs> Just do something simple and nice, and you'll keep brightening the world, my boy. On their way out the door, Dr. Zero saw the leather jacket in the litter box. Oh, this was changing the litter then? Yeah, Daddy's old jacket always makes me feel better when I miss him. I thought Kitty would like it too. And Dr. Zero took out the coat and gently shook it, then poured some fresh litter in the box. Okay, Alabaster. And I miss Daddy too, but um, let's try not to put cherished memories in the litter box, okay? M memories? But Dad's gonna escape from the evil pirate robot ninja dragon fortress, right? Oh, well, let's hope so. But he's been gone a long time. A short drive later, they pulled up to the corner across from Alabaster's school. Oh, can I get half of my allowance in advance? I might need it to finish the secret mission. Oh, I guess it's only fair. Be good, my boy. Dr. Zero let out his son and drove off to work. But Alabaster didn't walk toward the school. Instead, as soon as his father was out of sight, he walked into the corner store and came face to face with a tall giraffe who was craning his neck down to talk awfully close to Alabaster. Welcome to Bojo's Bodega in Espionage Equipment. I think it's pronounced Bodega. That is what I said. Bojo's Bodega and Espionage Equipment. What harmless knack or deadly spy equipment would you like to purchase today? Well, I've been eyeing that evil fortress spy gear kit. You have exquisite taste. It is on sale today. Only one allowance. Oh, um, what can I get for half an allowance? For Michele half allowance, I will sell you key to janitor closet. We do not know which janitor closet. That will be for you to find out. I really don't want that. Nobody does. Uh, okay. An alabaster just started walking around the corner store aimlessly, trying to think if there was any way he could get that evil fortress spy gear kit. Can you guess why he wanted to buy it? Okay, well, I have half of my allowance. And then, once I break my dad free, well, I'll get the other half of the allowance. So, uh, I'll just... An alabaster very quietly slid his half an allowance onto the counter, picked up the spy gear kit, and walked it out the door. Not so fast, punk. It was Alabaster Zero, but a full-grown one. But he was wearing Alabaster Negative One's old leather jacket. Dad, I didn't think this would free you so fast, said the young Alabaster. Dad, I'm not your dad. What would make you think that? Well, you look like him, and you talk like him, and you're wearing his jacket. <laughs> wow, 
I was really thick back in the day. I mean, obviously I'm just you from the future dressed as your dad sent back from the future to moments after you set off a mission to free your dad. Ah, oh, it's so simple. Don't worry, kid. You'll be a detective someday. Well, are you here to help me, you, us, break dad out of the evil pirate robot ninja dragon fortress? The EPRNDF? No. Then why bother traveling back in time? I'm here to arrest you for stealing. Stealing? I would never steal. I, I was just borrowing the gear kit. I'm going to return it with the other half of my allowance. Or really, I'm just renting it. Sorry, Alabaster. You stole. You're going to jail. But if I stole, then you stole. So shouldn't you be arresting yourself? That's exactly what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Grown-up Alabaster clasped handcuffs on his young self and started marching them down the street where they passed by a young, dirty, black-and-white cat. Spare a per a pet. Oh, of course we can pet you for just- Oh, don't worry about him. He'll be president one day. We've got to get you to jail. Oh, I'm not president, meow. But Big Alabaster was already dragging his little self away. All right, here we are, the jail you'll be spending the rest of my life in. They were standing in front of the evil pirate robot it's ninja- EPRNDF, kid. Get used to it. Look, I made a mistake. I'm not proud of it, and I wish I could take it back. But now you're here. We have a chance to break our dad out for real. That's not how it works, kid. We never break him out. We never... <laughs> we never finish our chore. <laughs> it's what makes us a bad boy. A colossal evil pirate robot ninja dragon stepped out of the fortress. Name your crime. Renting a pair of tools without permission. You have selected stealing. No, that's, that's not what I did. I'm sorry, kid. You did the crime. You gotta do the time. The sentence for stealing is one unit of crime time. That doesn't sound so bad. The colossal evil pirate robot ninja dragon leaned over to show its big, sharp teeth. Bent in my belly. Oh, man. <laughs> well, he committed the same crime. Hey, oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> and the CEPRND swallowed them both whole. <laughs> they plunked into its oily belly, standing side by side in the dark, until Big Alabaster pulled out a flashlight. So how long is one unit of crime time anyway? Asked young Alabaster. Uh, about a hundred thousand years, give or take a century. Oh, um, well, don't you want to try to escape? I bet this gear kit has a tickle tool or something. I'm sorry, kid. We can't do it. But why not? There comes a time in every Alabaster's life where he tries to break the Alabaster before him out of prison and then gets imprisoned himself. And I don't want that to happen to my kids someday. So I'm breaking the cycle once and for all. So you were about to try again? I know it's wrong. Alabaster Negative One's only in there because he couldn't afford the spy gear kit to break out Alabaster Negative Two. Suddenly the oil in the dragon's belly seemed to be heating up. Um, I hate to interrupt your confusing time travel talk, but this oil's getting really hot. Oh, that's impossible. Unless, of course, he's trying to breathe fire on someone. But a dragon would never do that. It's too evil. Are you forgetting the E and C-E-R-P-N, um, uh... Uh-oh. We gotta get out of here. Young Alabaster sprung open the spy gear kit in a panic. But all that was inside was a little paper note. 
You owe me one half an allowance. Oh, man. It's okay, kid. Climb up on my shoulders and hop out his mouth. But I can't leave you. Don't worry. You'll have a pretty good life until you're eaten by a dragon today. But that won't be for a long time. The little you owe me note was already singeing at the corners as a fire began to light deep in the dragon's belly. Go get out of here. Alabaster threw his young self up towards the dragon's throat. No! And the little boy spread his arms and legs wide inside the dragon's esophagus. (laughs) The fire suddenly died down as the dragon was struggling for breath. Dragon, I don't know much about law, but I think incinerating us may be a bit harsh. Uh, very well. <laughs> and the dragon coughed up the oily alabasters. I apologize. I was just protecting myself from him. The colossal evil. We're going to call it Seprind. I think, yes, yeah. C-E-P-R-N-D. Seprind, okay? What could Seprind possibly be scared of? Why, Dr. Zero, of course. And there was Alabaster's unassuming old father. His glasses askew, his hair disheveled. But the look in his eye meant business. Now, Bojo the Giraffe has said he won't file charges as long as Alabaster does community service. Okay, I will not eat the boy again. Or my partner. Sorry, Dad, uh, I'm not Alabaster Negative One. Oh, I should have realized you were just Alabaster Zero traveling back from the future to try to prevent Alabaster Zero from committing the crime that would end Alabaster Zero in prison for all time. Well, that was the plan, but uh, Professor Grumbler kind (laughs) of got the timeline a little wrong. Now hold on a minute. I will not have my magic be besmirched by a time-traveling ninny who's actively interfering with his own future. You are not supposed to change your past. You are simply supposed to learn from it, boy. Who you calling, boy? I think he's talking to me. I'm talking to both of you. We don't need to fix every mistake, but we do need to learn from them. I thought he would have figured that out with all the self-reflection. No, he spends most of that self-reflection time picking his nose. I told you that in strict confidence. (laughs) (laughs) And just like that, Big Alabaster and Professor Grumbler were gone. Uh, Seprand... I don't suppose you'd be willing to free Alabaster Negative One. He already escaped. Yes. But was immediately captured by the even eviler pirate robot ninja dragons. Oh, that's what we get for messing with the tie blind. I'm sorry, Daddy. I wanted my secret chore to be freeing Dad from the fortress because I know you miss him. That's very sweet, but losing you would be far worse than any good that could possibly come of it. Do you understand? Yeah, you just want me to stay safe. And I also want you cleaning up Bojo the Giraffe's store after school every day for a month. Oh, I was hoping you'd forgotten. You're in perfect trouble. <laughs> Giggled the dirty black and white kitten. Why, I oughta, I oughta pet you and love you and use my allowance to buy you a can of cat food every day. If you insist. And JF Cat followed Alabaster and Dr. Zero all the way back to the corner store so Alabaster could start cleaning. Oh, that starts today. (laughs) Absolutely, yes, it does. The End
All right, Maya and Rose, I hope you enjoyed your story. Folks at home, I have really exciting news. What If World is going to be played on public radio in Oregon. It's called I Can, the International Children's Arts Network. And it'll be playing on KQAC Portland 89.9, KQOC Glen Eden Beach 88.1, and KQHR The Dells and Hood River 88.1. It's such a huge honor, and they're a really cool organization. And I honestly just wanted to tell you about it for the sheer joy of it. If you live in and around Portland, or you know anyone who does, let them know. I, I, I hope they enjoy it. And you can also check out iCanRadio.org. One of today's questions was part of a very nice review. And you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And go ahead and leave a question there while you're at it. Every rating helps us to grow and stay on the air. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, Mr. Cunningham, my speech and debate coach in high school, and all you kids at home who are learning to be better than your mistakes. It's scary to admit to them, I know, but it's worth it. Until we meet again, keep wondering. Keep wondering.